everybody welcome back to redemption's table you have just heard a song by sky peterson resurrection in you fantastic song i've been waiting for weeks to uh, share this song with those who tune into the table it's perfect for we just celebrate the resurrection and this is one of my favorite sky peterson songs so i want to say thanks again to sky for granting us permission to use her music and I encourage you to check her out wherever you listen to music. Sky Peterson, that song is Resurrection in You. I'm delighted today to catch back up with my friend, Steph Cherry. Hey, friend. Hello, Robert. Thank you for having me. Ah, it's good to see you back. We haven't talked in a few weeks. I know. I miss talking to you. I can't imagine why. Because <laughs> we're kindred spirits. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've been, you know, I've been self trash talk a lot to me. I do. Yes. <laughs> well, uh, thank you for being my friend. You're welcome. <laughs> Let me break out a, a song there. So, <laughs> you have been on the road a little bit. You have yes. been, you've gone to Country Roads Land. Yes, we sang that song. I figured you did. Yes, we did. And, uh, the, they had a bluegrass band at our conference, and they sang it to us. Wow. Lovely. Yeah. So for those of you tuning in, you don't have a clue what we're talking about. Why don't we sing the song for them? You want to? No. no. <laughs> uh, take me home, country roads. Yes. Almost heaven, West Virginia. Mountain mama. Mountain mama. Was it fun being in mountain mama country? I can't say that. Mountain mama country. Yes. I've never been there, so... Um, it was an adventure for me, you know, getting to see all of the landscape and going up into the hills and seeing the Hatfield and McCoy trails and just it was it was a very beautiful place. Like I was I was struck by it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You were struck by being on the Hatfield and McCoy's trail. You know? No, we saw those, but you could go up on the top of the mountain and see. You know, it's a it's apparently like a huge ATV destination. Like mm. people from all over the country go there to ride their ATVs. Like and they were everywhere, covered in mud, parked wow. on the streets. Like 
yeah, it's a thing. Apparently, it's some of the best in the nation. Especially when the moon is full and it's moonshine night, right? Totally. Totally. I bet it was a blast. It was. <laughs> All right, enough of the puns. <laughs> you, you went, to, tell us what, why you were in West Virginia. You went there for a specific reason, but you also had, John, John Eldridge uh, listened to his podcast, uh, Wild at Heart, read his books. One of my favorite books of his is Getting Your Life Back. And in that book, he says, come back to the places you know bring life. Mm-hmm. And even though you've never been to West Virginia, you went to a place while there that you were drawn to. And I think it probably brought you life. I'm always interested in hearing from people after they've had an extended time away from normal to just mm-hmm. hear how God, God spoke. Normal. You don't have normal? No. Even there, you didn't have normal. No. Even even in that little niche that you went for the writers conference. Nope. No normal. Okay. Well, it's all our, crazy fun times. Okay, we're going to pivot right now to this conversation. But no, go ahead. Just uh, tell us a little bit about your trip. Okay. Now, which part are you talking about? I'm thinking of your author's part of it, but you can okay. share okay. anything else you want to add to because. Yeah. Um. So. Last year, 2022, um, I came across this writing conference called Hope Words in West Virginia, and I signed up and to do it online. And on the day that I that was doing it, like all just chaos was happening to me in my in my life, uh, and all, like all my electronics, everything was just like shutting down. Right, so I only really caught a little bit of it. Uh, as I was doing it, listening um, to Makoto Fujimura, whom I love, and uh, he's a painter. Anyway, um, and he was speaking, and I just felt like the Lord was saying I needed to go to this thing in 2023. And I was like, uh, it's in West Virginia. Like, I've never been to West Virginia, you know, and I haven't really gone anywhere in a really long time because I've been caregiving my parents and I was just really, I didn't want to leave my dad for like a decade. So I don't, I don't really travel too much anyway, but I was like, okay. And so before I could talk myself out of it, I just click bought two tickets, <laughs> you know? And so then I was like, well, great. I got to figure out how to get there. And you know, all of that. And well, at the same time, my husband's grandmother's husband had passed away and she was building a new house, which was about two hours from this place in West Virginia. So I was like, oh, okay. So I'm going to turn this into a whole thing. And we're going to go see Nana and Demby's dad. And we're, we're going to go to this conference. So they watched our kids, which was fun. So Demby and I got to go to this conference by ourselves. Cool. So, um, as you know, I know I was like, Robert, come with me. Um, yeah. And Voss camp was there and she was lovely. Um, and you know that the fascinating part of the different people speaking is that they all have a different take on everything, mm-hmm. right? So they all come at it from a different angle. And her whole um, talk was like scribes in the Bible mm-hmm. and all the people who had been um, entrusted with the pen and then how their stories became um, life-changing adventures for people in God's words, you know, because they would write it down and then later on it would get rediscovered. And even like in Esther, you know, the scribe wrote down the story of 
Mordecai doing this thing for the king. And then he realized rereading it. Oh, I never paid him back. I never did anything nice for him. And because the story was written down, this whole big thing unfolds, right? And so, but anyway, it goes through all the things like people rediscovering God's word and all that. But she, her point was like, you're in a sacred space. We're recording stories for people to be reacquainted with Jesus down the road. And I just thought that was a beautiful, you know, just it's a holy analogy. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we just feel like we're like purging our brains onto paper, but she's like, no, 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 this is sacred. You're sacred. Your pen is sacred. You wield the pen. It's like a type of warfare. Right. And so um, she was really good. And the second person, I don't know if you've heard of him is I'm, his name is Miroslav Wolf. He's a professor of system, systemic, systematic, not systemic, systematic uh, theology at Yale. And he's just written a book, which I have in there, and I can't even think of the name of it. His whole thing was, how are you going to cre- create a life worthy of your humanity? And, you know, he was unpacking that. And I just, I ate that up. Just his whole, um, like, what are you really here for? Mm-hmm. And like the the beautiful story behind the story of your life. And what are you going to do with it? What are you actually really called to? How do you go about serving and being worthy of just how God made you and placed you in the time that you're living in? I think his book's called Life Worth Living. Anyway, yes, I'm like halfway through it. It's it's lovely. Well, yeah, of course, I love Anne Voskamp. I've yeah. read every book. Uh, you know, the Waymaker, the last one, was just uh, she has a tremendous gift with words. So those are those are those are some takeaways from both those authors uh, that mm-hmm. you you came away from a few days ago i came across a john piper quote that i liked he talked about and i'm gonna just what he said was that it's reading books are important but what's important is not so much that you read the book it's for the the usually it's the one line one sentence that's one of my favorites yeah that pivots everything uh and that you carry away in with the rest of your life yeah you read books for the sentences yeah yeah um, cause you usually carry away like two quotes out of 250 pages. Now the pages change you, but it's usually those two little sentences that you carry in your heart. Yeah. Well, I thought that was so good. It is so good. I love that quote. So what were the, if you had to boil it down to two sentences over the days of this conference. Gosh. <laughs> okay. I'll give you 10. I was just looking at some quotes I had from Anne. Um, handle your pink, handle your pink, handle your pen and ink as a weapon because your words are a weapon against the dark. Mm. And then she was, she's quoted so much scripture, which was so lovely, but uh, Matthew 8, 19, then a scribe said to him, I will follow after you. Um, and I was like, that's so great. She said, anyone can enter the throne room and record the glory that they saw. Um, 
she kept saying, Satan hates the use of pens, which is a Martin Luther quote. But it, it was just a constant, hey, tell your story. Um, you're responsible to hand out manna to your neighbor and your manna is your words. Yeah, I mean, it was just so good. I wrote down so many little things that that she said, but just it was just a huge encouragement just to write because I kind of stopped. Would you agree with this, that in order to write, you have to be a contemplative? Yeah, well, you could write junk, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And how do you find the balance in the speed of this world to allow the space you need um, to contemplate? Yeah, I kind of pull out of that, Robert. I mean... I don't participate in a lot of just stuff, the world's demands. I don't, I mean, homeschool, we live in the country. You know, I don't, I just don't, I don't engage it a lot. So, and stuff still comes at you and people are always having drama and throwing it at you, but you are the keeper of your own time, right? Mm -hmm. And if you are just running in circles, that just tells everyone that you're bad at keeping time. Like, <laughs> But I'm the master of my time. I guess I'm thinking in terms of, of even when the busy is ministry, like you just, it, we just had Palm Sunday just a few days back and I knew where you were. Uh, Y'all were up under the bridge with the donkeys and, or with, the, uh, with yeah. Jesus riding the donkey, I should say. Yeah. 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 But that was good. That's, that's refreshing to me. It It's really a, a fueling thing to go there. So, but how do you read? Like I did have, I, I don't want to tell all my stuff, but like I do get overwhelmed and like I have to withdraw from people. I know my limit, like I, you hit a wall, right? Oh yeah. Like, oh, I can't process or speak one more word. And there's that thing where, you know, guys say so many thousand words a day and women say so many thousand words a day. I don't, I'm like more towards the guy spectrum, but I'll just look at Demi and I go, I've hit my word limit. <laughs> and he's like, okay. <laughs> well, I'm past the guy's point and I'm headed out into the desert fathers. Is where I am. <laughs> I'm like that. There was an Eddie Murphy movie that came out several years ago called a thousand words where and he, he only had, a, he was a fast talker and he was uh, like, I don't know if he was a lawyer or what, but anyway, this genie came along and said, you know, he did something and he said, you only have a thousand words left. And when he hit a 1000 words, he was gone. <laughs> Poof, gone. I haven't seen this. It was a comical premise for sure. I uh, think I do that. That yeah. must be what I'm doing. Yeah. Okay. What, anything else from the time in West Virginia? Um, it was a healing journey for me, for sure. Yeah. Um, and I, I just went through so much stuff with my dad and just, I, there's not words for this. You know, I'm trying to find my words for what happened in my life. Um, just caretaking and trying to protect my dad. And um, I think this was like, God was like, yeah, you're going to need to go ahead and start gathering strength. And this is where you're going to go gather it and have your imagination lit back up. You know, because you're your process and then you're going to need to work it out because you need to tell the story so people will know what I did and how I got you through this. Mm -hmm. 
Um, one of the things I wrote down, I really liked uh, that Anne said um, was that there's power in a parable and that we tell the story on a slant to get through the natural defenses of culture. And that parable means para throne bull alongside like a seed. And that Jesus likes to plant small subversive seeds in gritty places. And subversive seeds rise up from underneath. Hmm. She said, tell it in a slant, which uh -huh. Eugene Peterson, one of my favorite books I read last year is his book, Tell It Slant. And he's talking about the Jesus, you know, the, okay. the stories he told. Uh, and in my mind, I need a visual to go with that. So when it, when it says he told the story slant, I'm seeing all his listeners tilt their head sideways in maybe not consternation, confusion, marvel, awe, processing what he just said. Yeah. Curveballs. Jesus threw curveballs. Mm -hmm. so. Yeah, it's good. I like how she said it, like to get to um, get through um, the natural defenses of the culture. I saw your daughter's arm. <laughs> yes, she's so happy to be on the Zoom with you. Hello. Cha cha. I told her she should be on here. There she, she is. Amazing. Yeah. I wish I wish the folks who are listening could see you. Yeah, y'all should have flown to uh, South Carolina, uh, North Carolina with her because she's like, Mom, I love everything in this plane. We are a cloud sandwich. The service here is awesome. Look, everything is great. And it was just, it was so much fun because she was so happy. So need, I highly recommend traveling with her. Uh, you need to write a children's book, Chaya. You should. She actually wrote a little book um, about my dad and his dementia because he would go in a circle around our house. He would go into the kitchen and eat ice cream. I think he would make his circle again and he would go into the kitchen again and eat ice cream. And he would make, he kept doing it over and over because he didn't remember being there. Right. Wow. And so she wrote a little book called Stop Eating All the Ice Cream, Big Daddy. <laughs> it was so cute. That's cute. If I was yeah. going to be a race car driver, that would be why I would stop in the pits every lap. Yeah. Ice cream. Yeah. I was like, that's so cute. <laughs> if, okay. you're if you're driving on a dirt road, you could eat Rocky Road. No, Robert. No. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm going <laughs> to leave that in there. That's something Hashtag dad jokes. <laughs> um, so let's see. On the There was a couple other people there I really loved. Um, Dr. Esau McCauley. He wrote uh, Reading While Black which, you know, all, also on the New York Times bestseller list. Mm -hmm. And one of the things he said was, you know, it was kind of a fluke that he wrote a book. Like he just started doing stuff to seem more um, professional and it ended up actually turning into a book. But what he said was he just wanted to create beauty for people. And I thought that was lovely. Yeah. Um, and Catherine Patterson, she wrote The Road, uh, The Bridge to Terabithia. And she said she was a spy for hope and that she just wanted to create stories where people could let down their defenses for a while. And one of our favorite writers, that whole family, we read the Green Ember series, which is by S.D. Smith. And it's about these bunnies who like, you know, save the world. And um, he was just 
fantastic. Like he's really funny and he writes quirky kids books, but as a writer and um, encouraging writers, he was just lovely. He was saying, we ourselves matter as characters in our own story. And he gave these three points of three things as a writer to give allegiance to, I guess. But he said that we need to be modest. We need to have fidelity and we need to have audacity. That God opposes the proud and gives grace to the humble. And we tell stories from humble places and we show that we reject the the dragons that are whispering in our ears and we show our fidelity to the Lord that we we grant people this audacious hope. And I just, I loved him. He was so wonderful and amazing. And I've loved all the stories. So if you ever want to suggest a books to read to kids, our whole family read them at the dinner table together. And his books uh, series is the Green Ember series. The Green Embers. I want to ask you a practical question here. What books are you about to write? Yeah, I don't know. I've been writing a, um, like a, a manual of sorts, I guess, like for coaching and counseling clients. It's called Let Beauty In. It's like a practical guide to how to nourish your soul. I actually started it during COVID and then I just kind of closed it up and walked away because it was just. I was learning how to nourish my soul, not writing it down because um, everything, all of my reserves were tapped during caregiving and protection mode. And so I actually had to learn the lessons myself. Um, And now I'm in a life coach school to be a life coach, a Christian life coach to learn how to get my bearings back and, you know, just regain, remain resilient in the face of all of these things that come at us. I just came across a, uh, a concept by he's a psychologist, Utah university of Utah, I believe his name is David Strayer and he has a theory, but he's tested it too. So it's more than a theory. It's, it's, it's uh, done some scientific proof on this. It's called the three day effect. Uh, it's a phenomenon in science. When you get it, it when you spend three days in the wild, that it resets your brain. Uh, I've heard of this. Okay, yes. Gives you the ability to problem solve better. You, know, you become more creative. And it usually takes, and I can about attest to this, uh, every time I've taken one of these trips where I've gone and spent a week in a, a national park, it usually takes first couple of days are still a little rocky in my mind. Uh, just uh, I'm enjoying where I am, but it's the, the lingering effects of work. The atmosphere you just came out of, and even though it's not a hostile atmosphere, nevertheless, it's just the normal process. And by about that third day, it's like breath uh, and and just so much creativity comes out of that. And I think I, I find that fascinating, the three day effect, mm-hmm. because I automatically when I first heard of that, I thought. The resurrection. Mm. Um so, and I'm, I'm, <laughs> I had opportunity for the three day effect back in September, a few weeks in California. And now I'm, I'm, I'm in need of another three day effect. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm going to get some of that this month. I think I'm headed back. I have a nephew who's getting married in California and yeah. it's right outside Sequoia national park. Although Sequoia is closed right now because of all the rain, snow, snow. And so maybe I'm going to pop over for a couple of days in Yosemite. And in addition, on my way out and back, I will spend with my son, daughter, 
their families, uh, the grandkids. So I'm looking forward to that, but it's going to be a That's 10 awesome. day. Wow. So I hope to come back with some three day effect uh, so I can. Yeah. yeah. I even garnered like, even they, I went on a tour in West Virginia and they take you around the area. They took us into a town called Bramwell, which is all just, you're in the middle of mountains and trees and just even quietly passing by over a period of days, all of the beauty, it ha- it does something to you. It just, it helps you like, even like what Anne was talking about the parable, it lowers your defenses. Mm-hmm. So you can process and feel and stand in awe of the Lord. I'm, I, my phrase to God is always mighty fine. Like I, I hand clapping them. Oh, mighty fine. That looks mighty fine. But, um, Cause it's just amazing. Like, how'd you do that? That's spectacular. <laughs> I can but see, that, I can see the angels breaking out in heaven. Mighty fine, mighty fine. Right, they're laughing at me. I think. No, they're not. No. That lady in Texas, she's always in cahoots and telling the Lord, mighty fine. <laughs> no, when we get there, I mean, they're going to celebrate that because you're That's teaching right. them something. You know, y'all are here. That's yeah. what they'll say. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, it is always refreshing to catch up with you and uh you too. it's good to hear about the uh that the palm sunday service went well you yes you were telling a story um <laughs> i want to i want you to tell the story again because i thought it was funny um well my friend holly she was in the what do you call it there there were the ladies behind jesus on the donkey that were following him with the palm branches mm-hmm. and um so she went live during her walking behind Jesus and I was watching her, her video. And it's basically like a donkey, butt. the whole time they're all following Jesus in the donkey, butt. and I was like, yeah, it does feel like that. <laughs> following Jesus does feel like a donkey, butt camp sometimes. <laughs> you stole my joke. Yeah, I see what you did, <laughs> but you told it better than me. So. No, but it was funny. I got the biggest kick out of it. I just watched it like three or four times in a row. The donkey butt. Just do uh, I have it an affinity for donkeys. I, I love donkeys. I know. Yeah. You would love this donkey. Yeah. Maybe next year I'll get to come out and see the see the donkey. Yes, uh, you should put on your bucket list. I'll bring the bucket. <laughs> donkey walk behind donkey. the donkey. They come behind the donkey. Then yeah. you can go live behind the donkey. <laughs> And you have Good Friday coming up. And what are y'all doing Good Friday? What is uh, the Boho Table doing Friday? So um, we we throw like an Easter egg hunt for homeless people in Austin. We do Easter baskets full of like every type of necessity, all kinds of fun things. We we really hide Easter eggs for grownups and they ha- we all have the best time. Giving away candy, food, uh, McDonald's gift cards, um, toilet paper with Easter eggs in it. Um, but it's just a fun, fun day. We let them go shopping. Like we set up the big thing and we let them go shopping for whatever, whatever needs they have. No, it's just, wow. it's fun. That sounds fun. Mm-hmm. Does Denby have any songs coming out of, out of this after, you know, he did go to the conference with you, which I'm really glad he, he was there. Huh? I, I was really glad too. I'll tell you, like, I love my husband. He's my best friend. And um, 
I always tell them like everything I eat, everything that we do, it's always better to me if I can share it with you. Uh, so I'm not, I'm not sappy, but like I am, I just really appreciate him. And we're very much alike. Like, you know, we, we end up surrounded by a lot of people who talk a lot and don't listen. And we're the, we're both listeners. And so we both like say we're, we're also have brevity. So we talk and then the other person shares, you know, it's just a nice, we have a nice back and forth uh, conversations. And I got to go on like four or five dates with him and stay at the Econo Lodge because that's the last place available. And I just laughed. I was like, baby, <laughs> I'm taking you to the Econo Lodge. Yeah. But um, we had fun and we got to have the, it was voted the best milkshake in West Virginia. And we had amazing food in uh, Bluefield and just, it was so great. It was lovely to be with him and listen to, I'm, I'm really cerebral. And so some of the people I was like, oh my gosh. And he's like, whoa, they're a lot. <laughs> I'm like, I'm so happy. And he's like, uh-huh. But um, then we, but they had the bluegrass band there, Chosen Road, which they're amazing. You should check them out. Um, and he was just on cloud nine. And so it was just so lovely um, being on our little two day date. I love it. I love it. I love your husband too. Yeah, he's lovely. Yeah. So just tell him I'm expecting, I'm, he's going to hear this anyway. I'm expecting some songs, man. I need some songs to introduce. Yeah. You know, we'll put him on here as one of the um, musicians. I started saying magicians, musicians yeah. coming in now. I think that he's processing a lot. Like it was a lot for him too. So, but that is one of the reasons I told him he needed to go was just go be inspired. Well, I marvel at your life, y'all's life. Just doing, you're doing wonderful kingdom things. Uh, that's exciting. So, and I think you always bring something to the table. Uh, no, pun, no pun intended. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm very Don Quixote-ish. Uh, I don't know why. <laughs> Sancho. Does that make me Sancho? Uh, no, 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 no. Uh, I love so, him. You, you, I can you always like, Sancho. Yeah. yeah. Or you can be Don Quixote. You can be Don, Donna Quixote. So, yeah. <laughs> you can be. You can uh, joust the windmills. <laughs> I do a good job of that, I think. Uh, <laughs> at least I feel like I do. They, they are always constantly catching me. Well, enough of my palaver. Uh, okay. it, it is great to see you and great to talk to you. And thank you for being back at the table. Thank you, Robert. You're welcome. And thank everybody for being here. We're going to go out on Sky Peterson's song, Resurrection in You. Beautiful song. And I hope wherever you are, you are enjoying a beautiful week after the experience of Holy Week. So uh, take it away, Sky.
the good things never seem to last But now they're standing in the greener grass And they're telling me the promises are true Death will come to you.